0: and gentlemen we'd like to thank you for tuning in to another episode the newest episode of the total package episode number what number are we carl four thank you because i just got that wrong before but y'all won't know that because i deleted it uh (laughs) wow we've gotten to four of these man that's crazy
1: well we are gone through three, because we haven't really gotten through this one yet.
0: Damn it! Look, okay, stop being... See, (laughs) Carl is in work mode right now. You should see him, if y'all could see him. He's got on his glasses. He's got on his... uh, I own a Prius uh, shirt and hoodie. So, you know. uh, But for the record, yes, this is uh, your boy, Rance, A.K.A. Ray Cash. I am with my brother. My my fellow Outsiders OG, Carl Irvin, King Curve. And, uh, yeah, we are... Back with some more goodness for you guys. How you been, man? You just got back from a major vacation. Uh, I'm good.
1: Uh, It's exhausting. I drove a whole, whole lot and spent a lot of money. Uh, So it's kind of good to be back home where things are cheap, uh, except for gas, of course. And yeah, uh, we kind of nobody knows the secret of our recording but we kind of did like a bunch of the we did like the first couple and then i took some time off and then now we're gonna finish them up so they're kind of spaced more for us than they are for the actual audience uh it wasn't necessarily planned that way but i'm kind of uh off and on on my recording abilities so you know
0: we worked it out and here we go. Ready to go. What what he just said is called meeting the talent halfway. <laughs> so you <laughs> you you better you better get with Cameron Grimes and Elon Musk to get your doggy coin going. <laughs> yes, we are mentioning doggy coin on the total package. Yeah, well it's you know,
1: I still have some. It keeps going up and down. I'm a little upset with myself because it got hot again, and I probably should have just sold it and rebought back in, but then I didn't, and now it dropped again. So I missed out on potential couple. But for those of you who don't know, um, you have to like apparently there's rules with cryptocurrency where like you have to pay uh, if you don't hold it for like more than a year, you have to pay if you if you buy and sell, you've got to pay some like fairly hefty. Uh, transaction fees so I'm probably going to have to pay some transaction fees because I did sell a little bit of it um, a while back but anyways enough about but, me uh, That that's our Cameron Grimes mention for the show because spoiler alert he didn't make the top 10 So giving away the game
0: <laughs> stop giving away the game and by the way the thechairshot.com brings to you <laughs> mad money with king curve <laughs> sports entertainment sports entertainment and finance
1: This is uh, one of those weird shows because normally when we do these, I've had like three beers and I just got off work. So I'm just sitting here and I probably sound boring. I I sound boring to everyone, I bet. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Everyone's probably like, God, this sucks. My nickname in the group is designated driver because I'm the only one who's ever sober. (laughs) 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 Let's get to the good stuff, man. So we are doing my home, my baby. The love of my wrestling life, we are talking about NXT. I'm so excited to talk about this. I'm really excited because number one, when we uh we kind of had some ideas about where things would go. Like we knew certain people would be high. We knew certain people would be like Dana Brooke never had a shot. God bless her. She never had a shot in this or something like this. <laughs> people stuff like right. that. Um but NXT even shocked me with some of the some of the scores we had. And I, I we I know we did an honorable mention show, but I want to shout out Swerve Scott, who is technically tied with a number 10. We're going to get into here in a second, because right now Swerve might be the hottest dude in the entire brand right now. So shout out to Swerve. We see you. Shout out to Hit Row. Y'all killing me.
1: Uh, I want to say this before we kind of jump in. I want to say it now so that nobody that's listening is expecting anything. Um, This is the only list where we don't have a woman in the top 10 And technically, we got Io Shirai She's tied for the spot, but she didn't get it Just kind of a little bit of a spoiler alert I don't know how well that will go over Because a lot of people say that NXT has the best women's division in wrestling Mm -hmm. Um, And so that probably says a whole, 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 whole lot about this roster but I don't want anybody to to think that hey, we're just like not giving the women their shine because this is a really, really. Sh- I mean, NXT is like the best collection of talent in the world. I don't. I mean, I just don't know. You know, when I go through these names, I mean, I feel like some people will be, There will be some people that will probably be like, okay, the first one for sure, probably. I think <laughs> might ruffle a few yeah. feathers.
0: Yeah, uh, but that, but, but that he's for he, he's there for a reason. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that for a second about the women's thing because I think it's interesting. In other shows, we had women that Sasha Banks was like number three, I believe, on mm-hmm. our list on yeah. SmackDown. We've had some very high women, and all the women in, in NXT are fairly high. It's just there. I think the reason NXT has the best women's division isn't because they maybe have the best women's wrestler in the world, or maybe because they have the most popular women in the world. I think they're the best women's division in the world because they are the most consistent in totality. Right. Is that fair to say?
1: Yes, I I think so. I mean, I'm just, I'm kind of looking at our results. I mean, once you get out of the top 10, you've got five women in the top 20. I mean, it kind of like they start, it start, they start coming along. Uh, Io Shirai would be in there. Candice LeRae, Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, Tony Storm, all make the top 20. Mercedes Martinez is pretty close. Zia Lee, I mean, someone like Shotzi Blackheart, she's kind of low on our list, but I mean, it won't be long. She's already one of those, you know, that's kind of, you can see like some people have those meteoric rises and she feels like yep. someone who's kind of headed that direction herself. She's so, I mean,
0: definitely probably up for Breakout Star coming. Yes, yeah, she is breaking out. Um, and one other thing I want to mention, and this isn't, a, I like making messing with you and putting the blame on you on this stuff, but this is legitimate. Carl does not watch NXT as hard as I do. So there are some women that may have scored a little higher in things like mic skills or things like finishing move that Carl isn't as regularly versed in as I am. So, and for the record, my scoring is almost neck and neck with Carl's. So it's not like we're too far off, but I I don't don't, don't think
1: it would have changed too much in terms of results, but yeah, you are right. I mean, I, I don't watch the weekly show. I, I mean, every now and then I'll catch it, but I, I pretty much just watch the pay-per-views uh, the takeovers, whatever, uh, because NXT isn't necessarily my jam and I don't have a lot of just time. So I kind of pick and choose. I think most people know that about me by now, but too um, many
0: flippy dudes and too many vanilla midgets,
1: uh, you know,
0: <laughs> his words, not mine.
1: Yeah. But I still gave some of the flippy dudes their due, especially
0: one in particular, which I think is. I can't believe it. it. I'm not going to say it. I just can't believe it. I I, when you get to our number when you get to our top three, I think a lot of you will be shocked. Yeah. Let's start with number ten. Okay. Speaking of shocking the world, and no, this is not a euphemism for the undisputed era. This is actually, if you had to say the undisputed era's number one foil. In their three-year run, I believe this man has a fair sh- shot to be called that. Not only are we speaking of our number 10 on the total package list, but we're also speaking of the punter of the decade in the NFL. We're also speaking of the man who has one of the hottest television, radio, morning shows in the business. And now, the one of the voices of the Tribal Chiefs, Friday Night Smackdown, number 10 with as much controversy as Pat McAfee, y'all. I gave Pat McAfee a cumulative 87. Carl gave him a cumulative 87 as well. So that gives him an 8.7 in totality. For the record, he is tied with Swerve and EO. So he could have went anyway, but we put him on there for the rhetoric. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: I mean, so if you're going to do, like, if you're going to do one of these lists and you're going to have some ties, we kind of have to set the tiebreaker, Yep, and so uh, this is the sh- this is the show that is of controversy in general. When it's not just you and me, and it's you, me, and Kyle on the regular Outsiders Edge, we say things. I mean, you know, there's a little saying at the end of our show. We might say some things like Pat McAfee is breaking <laughs> is the tiebreaker for the top ten. So that's kind of what we do here. It's no diss to Swerve or EO, obviously. Um and I think you could even at this point, considering now we did this before he got the promotion, we ranked these before he yes. got his promotion. Uh, yes. You might could say now that technically he's not NXT anymore. I don't know how that works. I don't know if he'll come back to NXT or not because um, he still talks shit about Adam Cole. So I mean, you know, oh, that's that's
0: that's that's oh, that's a lifetime feud. That <laughs> yeah. that is uh, that is uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn esque, like, yeah. lifetime hate, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but I think it
1: was pretty clear that when we got into some ties that we were going to have to pick Pat. Um, And it says a lot about how much work he put in uh, to being part of it in general, that he was able to get to this list, get to where he is. Because I, I personally like Pat over a lot of regular wrestlers in wrestling, just because a lot of it is because of the personality yeah, um, you know I'm kind of going
0: back over my scores here. Well, you know, I, why you? You know, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say why you, why you, why you looking over your scores? I just want to say the one thing that you and I both say about Pat, and we hear this a lot about wrestlers, but it's true about Pat is he gets it, and I don't mean just any. And people get mad when I say this, and and I don't care because it's a fact. Anybody can be taught physically how to wrestle. The most unathletic human being can be taught how to take a bump and how to do a drop down, kip up, you know, leapfrog, hump. You you can do the simple stuff. Any wrestler, any human being can do that. What, What any human being cannot do is do the entertainment part, is do the character part. Pat McAfee, before he ever stepped inside a ring, was a perfect, fully formed wrestling character. So he gets it. And you'll see in some of these scores we gave him. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I gave him a 7 on
1: Look, and honestly, that's me probably... Me too, be me too. That's probably even... We, we weren't being extra harsh on people, necessarily. But that's probably even generous by wrestling standards. But 10 in character ability, 8 in the in-ring, 8 in specialty, 7 in finishing, 10 in microphone, 10 in mm-hmm. presence... 9 in versatility, 8 in psychology, 10 in media presence. Mm-hmm. Lots of 10s here, but the 10s are spot on. I mean, mm-hmm. these are well-earned 10s. Everything, you know, when you're talking about the total package and how we have chosen the parameters, he's only had, you know, that one match, whatever, two matches. Two, but, two matches, yeah. But, I mean, there's just some things that he already had ready to,
0: kind of ready in the
1: holster before he even showed up.
0: So. And think about this. No diss to only working and Danny Burch, the governor, because they are great. But he gave them the first direction they've ever really had. Like they had some steam when they fought the Undisputed Era at one of the takeovers a few years ago. But they lost. Only got hurt. Governor had to go by himself. But And then they kind of languished. They did some stuff for 205 Live. You know, Oni's a brawler and he's crazy. But Pat gave them legitimate, a legitimate area and angle as which to go and Danny Burch in particular changed everything about himself he felt this dude has been wrestling 15 years probably longer and he's looked the most comfortable I've ever seen him look when he was with Pat because I guess he felt like he could be himself Um, and so like not only is Pat helping himself but he's helping the people around him yeah he's Pete elevating Dunn, others Right, yeah, Pete Dunn is not a talker Pete Dunn is cutting great promos now. Where do you think he got that from? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely from Pat. I mean,
1: you know, if you if you spend enough time listening to Pat's radio show, podcast, whatever you want to call it, he, I mean, you he, you can tell that he already has a knack for some of this stuff. You know, just personality in general, um, and he's always got good stories on his. Sh- I mean. You know, I don't listen to a lot of radio or podcasts, but every now, I mean, I've caught plenty enough of Pat to know that, like, he's an interesting person in general, and he's able to kind of carry that over and bring it with him. We always talk about the best wrestling personality. The best characters are the ones who are who they are dialed up, you know? And this is kind of, Pat kind of falls in that category because what you get on TV, it's kind of how he is, you know? But he's just, it's just out up a little bit more
0: because it's wrestling and so I think that's what makes it work with him Um, yeah so it's interesting you say that because that is the formula we hear most of the time Steve Austin is just Steve Williams with the volume turned up The Rock is Dwayne Johnson with the volume turned up cool Pat McAfee is literally Pat McAfee but let's talk about a number nine guy who (laughs) the volume might actually be turned down Mm, yeah, number nine is probably the first shock of the night, and the second shock, technically, because Pat McAfee making this is a shock as far yeah. as, I but number nine is definitely the first shock for me because I expected this man to be number one off top. Number nine is the NXT UK champion of the not the world. The, he's the NXT UK champion of the UK. <laughs> mm. We're talking about the leader of Imperium. We're talking about. The the gigantic Austrian Walter. Walter gets an eighty-seven from me, an eighty-nine from Carl, which gives him a average of eight point eight. I want to jump in here real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Let me tell you why. I'm shocked. I'm shocked because there is a level of dominance that we haven't seen since Brock and before that, honestly, since Punk, when it comes to championship reigns. And like he's not touched. And it's not like these matches, it's not like he's squashing people. He's having fantastic matches. He's one of the few people I've ever seen in my life who can make a squash match look. I mean, for the AEW fans, I'll give you credit. Kenny Omega's great at this. Kenny Omega makes a squash match look competitive. Walter makes these matches that people are brutally dominated, but he makes them competitive. Like, Icky Dragonfly had no reason to look competitive against... That's not his real name, Carl. His name is Ilya Dragonoff, for the record. I know (laughs) know you don't know. I know you don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) That match should not have been competitive, but it was competitive. But the reason why I think he slipped is because Walter is very much... His throwback mantra, nickname, and kind of ideology hurts him. Because we, 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 we... Scored him low in things like media presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walter very rarely tweets. We scored him low in things like mic skills because Walter very rarely talks. He Doesn't have to. Marcel Bartel is the is the is, is the talker for Imperium. He's right. damn good at it. Like we we put him low on things like this, but when you come to stuff like specialty skills, stuff like his look is probably a little low. But I like. I don't need a guy to be super cut up. Right, like His right. look works for him Even though he's flabby It works because he's a badass But the things he's great in He killed in And honestly If he wasn't so great in those other things He might not have made the top 10 Because he was so low in other things And that is really interesting to me Because I don't think there's any other wrestler Like him in general And in this uh, In this experiment we did
1: yeah, you know, it's kind of funny, like, I, I so, just for instance, I, I, I say someone like Walter, right, like, I'm looking at some of the scores here. So like, he gets a 10 in specialty skills. And we talked about what we kind of took his specialty skills, I would like, we would say something like power, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I look at someone like Walter, and the highest score he can get on anything is a 10. Yep. But if you want to talk about something that Walter's great at, it's the chops, right? Yep. That man, if I could give him a 20, I would. You know, like th- this isn't, <laughs> these are, I personally think he may not be ranked high. But w- with the exception of one other person, Walter is my, he is my second favorite wrestler in, in, in across the NXT brand. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, he's he's absolutely my favorite big man in wrestling right now by miles and miles and miles um his matches are they're so unique in formula because i think the great example is the match he just had with Chomp uh take takeover because the whole match we're always the whole concern when you're facing walter is the chop you got to avoid those mm-hmm. chops and mm-hmm. so walter had to find a way to win without it essentially because he couldn't use it for most of the match, because his It hand, was the face in peril. Right, his hand was being just destroyed the whole match, and so I think yep. there's, you know, you think of a guy like Walter, and it can seem one dimensional, but the way that he's able to make that one dimensional style somewhat kind of work for him, and and it's it's really 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 awesome. I I think that more people now. It's funny. I I don't think it's for everyone though, because you know I um. When, when during WrestleMania weekend, when we were watching, me and my family were watching um, the shows. You know, the NXT match with Champa did not go over very well in my house. It went over well with me, you know, but it didn't go over well with anybody else because it mostly just looks like a train wreck, and some people don't like that, you know. So I can understand, you know, depending on maybe the age groups that are watching that kind of thing, what people are and aren't going to like is different, but. You know, regardless of, of where Walter is, here, this is a ranking system. You know, there's no worth giving our opinions within the system. But that, you know, yeah, like no I said, bias. I mean,
0: yeah, no Walt,
1: bias. Walter is still like to me probably one of my. He's one of my top five wrestlers in the world right now, personally, on a favorites list. So just because he's number nine on our list doesn't. And even some guys I ranked
0: higher. I so I have to play by the rules. You know. So, to your point about why Walter didn't go over to your to the people in your family, I, I would cite this: the reason MMA took so long to get over is with the mainstream is because it MMA is different in boxing. It's very similar, but in that they're both fighting sports, fighting disciplines. But the re- MMA is, there is brutality in the violence. There is there is science in the violence. And if you are not one that cares about things like that or sees things like that, you won't find joy in a Walter match. You'll find joy in an MSK match because you can see the entertainment value from the flips. Yeah. Quite frankly, you'll find joy in an Adam Cole match because he's such a showman. You can see, or a Gargano match, you know, people like that because you can see the showmanship and the storytelling. With Walter, the story is the brutality and it's very similar to an MMA fight much like Tim Thatcher is very similar to that. And there's brutality in the violence and violence in the brutality. And there's beauty in that. And everybody doesn't see that. And I get that. But (laughs) Walter might be the most overman in professional wrestling. And that's saying a lot.
1: Yeah. He's one of those guys that like, it seems like even if you are, I don't know, we're talking a lot about him, but for a guy to be number nine on this list and be as good as he is, Probably deserves a lot of talk, but it's funny because like if you go to a match, Walter might be playing the character that you're not supposed to like, but you will be chanting for him because of who he is and what he does and just his style and his skill set. So I think that just it. yeah, I think it just goes, I think it just goes to show that like, like you said, I mean, the dude is incredibly over and, and you know, he's over because he doesn't come to the states very often, and so when he did, but <laughs> yeah. when he does, everyone is hyped for that.
0: You know, we were there.
1: Yes, Wars collide
0: the yeah. night before the Rumble that Drew McIntyre won. Imperium fought in the undisputed era, and the undisputed era was the most over thing in the WWE. And mm-hmm. Walter killed him. Not Imperium. Walter. The crowd was <laughs> chanting for Walter like Jason Voorhees was coming. <laughs> it's the greatest thing. Walter got put through a table. Remember, this is the match that uh Wolf got knocked out by Bobby Fish. Yeah, it was just, just Eichner, Bartell, and Walter versus the four Arab Boys. Yeah, they put Walter through a table, and it's just Bartell and Eichner, and like Walter is doing the Brock Cell for like almost ten minutes. Yeah, because he- Walter hates those kinds of matches. Yes, I don't blame him. Yeah, and he he when he gets up, he gets up, and it's almost like you know the part in the Power Rangers where Rita throws the thing down and the, and the monster grows, <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd lost their minds. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. he he's just he is truly an anomaly. Um. All right, let's move on. Okay, because this could literally be the total package of Walter series. Sure, I'll be fine with that. <laughs> Number eight, I don't think we're going to have a lot to say about this man because he doesn't really have a lot to say himself. Number about eight himself, yeah. <laughs> is the creepy, uh, mysterious, one half of the best relationship in wrestling. He's one half of Index. We're talking about Dexter Loomis. Now, Dexter Loomis in the top eight above Walter should shock anybody. But I'm going to give you some reasons. Loomis got an 88 for me. Loomis got a 90 from Carl, so that gives him a 8.9 average. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Because I have I've, one particular thing that's funny that I put.
1: Okay. I, I really, with Loomis, the only thing that I really want to talk about with him is it's creepiness is what works for him. That's why he's where he's at. Because go he's, back
0: to TNA, Sam Shaw. That's yeah.
1: thing. He's kind of, he's just a weirdo in general. So, what? like, he got a 10 from look me, and I think that's accurate. He, I like his yep. finishing move actually. I know that you I don't know what you gave him on finishing move, but I like the way it looks. And so you got a 10 on that for me as well. Um 10 in presence, like come on, how could he not? He looks like he's going to murder you. Uh, psychology, I gave him a 10 also. And I, the reason why like it doesn't some of just the stuff that he does. He's he's the perfect mind game creepy character. And so everything else kind of gives him, you know, if you get high if you get enough 10s you're going to make the top 10, you know, oh, you, close, you just yeah. need enough. And so it's after that, it's, it's not too bad. I mean, it's funny because I gave him a nine in microphone work. I gave him a 10. That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I, go gave ahead. A <laughs> I gave
0: him a 10. I gave him a 10 in mic work for one reason for a man who doesn't speak. He has the most profound dialogue, right? It's amazing how profoundly this man kind of emotes with no facial expression. The paint, the paintings. Yeah. The, the, I know it's it's a joke, but the other day when Loomis came out in the match with uh, Gargano's fight, so I don't remember. Um, but Indy got in the ring and she was like, shut up. You talk too much. And I got it. Because I understand. I get it. it, it it's it, Talk about dedication to character. Like, I know so many times he wants to pop. Like, when he was feuding with Cameron Grimes, I know he wants to laugh. But he is so dedicated to his character. And, and I like, he deserves a 10 on mic skills to get that gimmick over and people understand him. Not, not his wrestling moves. His character. We know what he's thinking when we see him. You know how many people who talk we don't know that about? That's true. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, man. I,
1: I, it's funny because like Loomis is one of those like usually if you're a good character with me, you're almost like and I'm not saying I'm not I'm, I've been trying to play by the rules, but like if you're already a good character, a lot of times my bias tends to jump into the rankings a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I might give you an extra high mark for a couple of things because of your dedication to what you're doing, you know. So that that kind of you know that that works to your benefit too. So yeah. But there's not a lot to say. I I mean, I love the stuff with Indy Hartwell, you know, but,
0: you know, he's a quick one. We can kind of move on. But he is. And let me say this real quick. Go ahead. It is a shock. And I want to give him credit for one thing. Loomis is a very sneaky, athletic dude. He does things he should do at his size. And because of the gimmicks he's ran, most of it, it, damn near his whole entire career, people hate this. I'm sorry. I don't care. His gimmick does not does not breed for him to show his wrestling skill and acumen as much as others do. Sure. You know what I mean? So he's, he's not going to go out there and wrestle a five-star classic because the gimmick doesn't call for that man to wrestle catch his catch can. Why? Right. Agreed. Why? When he's just going to grab you, choke you out and drag you to his basement. That like, that's who he is.
1: I mean, can you imagine like, can you imagine a serial killer? Like, Putting you in a German suplex or whatever, like he's just gonna like grab you, drag you, choke you, kill you. That's it. Like there's no rhyme, I mean,
0: you know. Maybe Dexter. <laughs>
1: right, right. That's right. not the
0: only one, but yeah. Um, but shout out to Dexter. Not, not this Dexter. I mean the Dexter on the the TV show. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I just realized that's where he got the name from. Yeah, like yeah, probably. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Why? No, I literally just ha- just realized that just now. Yeah, Why? not my best moment. Sometimes yeah. you just sometimes you just learn as you go. That's okay. Hey, all right. Number seven is a big one, y'all, because number seven is maybe I I use the word dominant with Walter, but in, in talking about stateside, the most dominant man in NXT, undefeated, undeterred, undisputed NXT champion. with speaking of the man carrying cross TikTok. Carrying cross got an eighty nine for me. Got a ninety from Carl. Look at Carl with the higher scores than me on my show. Yeah, no, he just wait till so I start talking about him. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna tear him down. Typical. What was what is what called say vintage Carl. <laughs> um, eight point nine five uh, is the average for carrying cross. Do you want to jump in, or do you want me to? Because you know, it's my guy.
1: Well, I, I know. Yeah, I know you like him, so I'll just say my thing, so you can kind of build him back up. I think that's the best. <laughs> oh my god!
0: Okay. And, and
1: usually, and usually, you can give me some good rebuttals because you watch the show more than I do, so you can yes. kind of be like, "Hey, this, this, that." So I play fair with Karrion Cross, though. You know, like the look is a ten. Okay, the character, good. I like the. I think the character works for him, and I think one thing about Karrion Cross, Scarlet Bordeaux helps him. P- people okay. you, like I, I don't. People think the whole thing is weird and it's not necessarily for them or whatever, and that's fine, but you have to be fair about what it is. What he's doing, he does well, okay? You don't have to like it, but what he's doing, he does well, and it is helped by Scarlet Bordeaux. I don't think he would be near as interesting without her personally, but anyways... Um, entering ability eight, specialty skills a ten. I gave him a nine on the finishing move. So it's not a perfect move. I do like it. The micro. Which, which finishing
0: good. move that you picked? Did you oh. pick the Doomsday Saito or the, the the cross jacket? The cross jacket, I believe. Okay. okay. I, I don't.
1: I'm trying to think of. The, I don't know the names. Which uh, Which one is the cross jacket?
0: Cross jacket is basically the the red naked choke. Yes, Doomsday that's, yes, Saito that's, is. The side suplex, basically, the it's like a belly to back, but instead of his your back being on his belly, it, it's like he turns you to the side and he literally drops you on your fucking
1: Okay, head. yeah, I, I did and the other cute. one then. Maybe if I was using the... I do like the other one too, so maybe that one might have got a 10 for me if I was... Yeah, okay. Anyway, Just present. curious,
0: because some of these guys, especially NXT, have multiple finishers. We're going right. to talk about Kyle O'Reilly later, and you can't tell me Kyle O'Reilly's finisher. Right. So like, right, right. You know, so that's important to distinct. Yeah,
1: so I gave him a ten on presence. Uh, I think that speaks for itself, and then eights, nines, the rest of the way. So, but okay, just put this way with Karrion Cross. I'm really not here to build to tear him down. It just doesn't do anything for me. The the the, 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 the whole the whole Kieran Cross thing doesn't NXT. One thing that NXT does a lot of, and this is Hunter. Okay, this is the Hunter Holmes Holmesley crap. He loves. Are you are, this. you are you are you like are you like <laughs> high society? Uh i don't know know. but he's hunter hearst helmsley as it were triple h the game he's so into loud metal death darkness stuff that like a lot of characters are put now that may just be how those guys are in general but it's a lot and carrying cross it that's that stuff doesn't work for me it's how we talk about like alistair black right Part of the reason I don't care for Alistair so much, I'm not into that overly dark stuff. It doesn't mean it's bad. It's just not my personal preference. So with that, you know, that's part of my issue. Like, he doesn't, like, he's a great, he's great. He's a good, worthy champion, all that stuff. But it just doesn't do a lot for Carl. Um, But to each their own. And I think that's why I played fair. You know, I'm not going to just sit here and, Give shitty scores just because you don't do something for me as a character. Do you know
0: what Karrion Cross's name was before he got signed? Killer Cross. You think this shit was something that Hunter yeah. picked for him?
1: Right. Oh yeah, it's definitely in his in his
0: wheelhouse for sure. Yes, this is all him, and this is almost this is the Killer Cross gimmick was more kind of serial killer. It's not in the sense that Sam Shaw plays it or Dexter Loomis. But more outwardly, like, yeah, I'm going to come kill you and beat you up, and you can't do shit about it. I'm going to talk about it while I do it. Right. But, you know, this whole doomsday character works for him because I think it comes from a real place of things that he probably feels or sees, and he, 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 use, he plays it with a plum. And Scarlett, the, one, of the, one of the few things that Morrow gave NXT that I love was calling Scarlett the angel of death because that shit is so accurate. The, for the way they play off of each other, Carrying um, Cross is a very underrated wrestler because he's big and brutal and is, has a power game. But he, he, he's a he's a he's a judoka. You can tell because he uses a lot of judo moves. He is more versed on the mat than he shows. But because who the fuck's gonna sit there and trade holes with this guy when he's six foot five, two hundred eighty-five pounds, right? Um, but I, so we've talked. He's not a he's not a bad talker, but he has Scarlet. Scarlet shows a lot, does a lot of the things he needs to for him in that regard, and she helps him with that. But he's a good talker. Uh, but he has a great character, great presence, great look, um, especially ability to uh, the man bludgeons you to death, like you know. So so many of the different categories he's good at, you know, and yeah. he tweets. One one thing I like about him more than a lot of these other people is he actually talks to his to his fans. Like he'll re, if you if you draw a picture of him, he will retweet it and talk about it. Like the the dude, Javier Draven, who redo who does all the the guitarist who does all the covers for everybody. Like right. he retreats them about once every other week. You know, like so I appreciate that he and he like, he's not just on Twitter making himself up. Like he's actually going back and forth with his fans, being involved with them. That helps his media presence. So I think he's a he's a he's a much better package than I think we give him credit for. But be, and the reason is because so many of us maybe be down on the character because it doesn't do anything for us. Alster Black, same thing. I love Alster Black. The dark character do not do nothing for me, but he plays it well because if you know his history, you know why he's doing that. That is really sure. him. So, but y- your point is very valid. A lot of people, a lot of people may cite people like Braun Strowman. Characters don't do nothing for him. Don't do shit for me either. But you can't tell me that man doesn't look like a convincing ass country monster when he comes out screaming and shit. You know? There's a a reason
1: why he is... There's a reason why guys like Cross or like a guy like Strowman are popular with the fans. Okay? Just because the, the throws in the deepest, darkest circles of the internet may not like someone, that's not necessarily reality. So,
0: yeah. I mean... Well... Look at you, journalism, and because number six, if there's any guy who is as steeped in reality as there can be on this brand. The Bruiserweight P. Dunn is probably the most realistic human being on the brand. Pete Dunn's five foot nine and tears you down like he is the MMA featherweight who's going to knock out a, cruiser, a heavyweight because he broke every bone in his damn body. <laughs> Pete Dunn, Dunn is number six on our list. I have him at a ninety. Carl has him as a ninety-one, which gives him a nine and a nine point five, sorry, um, or nine point oh five. If you want, to, you get the point. Um, Brusway, this is the best. Is this the best Brusway we've seen? Is this is this Pete Dunn better better than what he's been in in the past? Mind you, this man had a six hundred day title reign.
1: Uh, uh right. I mm, I kind of think so. I mean. Pete Dunn was at his, I mean, Pete Dunn, in my opinion, best, this is a guy, like you talk about, five foot nine, that has had a great match with someone like Walter, right? Mm -hmm. Who's Mm -hmm. way bigger than he is. Pete Dunn has had, pretty much Pete Dunn doesn't know how to have a bad match. That's not really a thing with him. And we kind of talked earlier about, I mentioned that outside, other than, Walter there was one other guy in NXT who I would put like in my top 5 favorite wrestlers currently and it's Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne is damn near my favorite wrestler in wrestling at the moment. Outside of like Roman Reigns, it's I mean it's Pete Dunne. And yeah. a lot of it is because um he just it's got like one. He's got like he's got a special intensity that you don't see out of other guys, but it's not intensity that turns into like Tons of flips and blah. Everything he does has a purpose. It's intensity yes. It's intensity with a purpose. And so I, I've kind of, that That for me is kind of what works for me. And, but once again, you know, I still played it fair. He's got a 91. He didn't get higher than a lot of other guys. I gave him a nine-on look, which might be generous,
0: but he's cut up now. And I think he's even more cut up than he was before, and I think that helps. But I also like how unique his style is. You know, think about it. Wearing the singlet that... With with the with the, with the trunk ends of the singlet, right? right? And not the wrestling singlet. No, he doesn't have any knee pads, but he got the bear tattoo on his knee, which is his logo. Like, he's such a unique... Then he's the first wrestler I saw on that level who got the shaved head on the side and the hair flipped over. Like, mm, yeah. he is... He may not... Look isn't always about looking like you're on a... Like, an action figure. Look doesn't always have to mean you're Randy Orton. Right. Look means... Something about you is so distinct. I cannot dis. I, I anybody, you could be a tw- uh, hundred people in front of me. You'll be the first person I notice. P. Dunn has that kind of look.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, let's see. when We start. I like to kind of with now. With so many people in these rankings, got tens because the NXT roster is so talented. Um, in ring ability, ten. Specialty skills, ten. Finishing move, ten. Presence, ten. Versatility, ten. Psychology, ten. I mean, good grief. I want to talk briefly about the specialty skills. One thing, um, I gave him a 10 for that. And part of that is because, like I said, everything he does has purpose. And so I feel like that is his specialty skill, to go into Mm -hmm. a match with with purpose. He wants to break down specific limbs, parts of your body. um, And that is actually something that's almost a lost art in wrestling Mm -hmm. these days. And that's one of my favorite things about him. He reminds me a little bit of Randy Orton in that regard, like that he's trying to – we mentioned Randy Orton not having that Randy Orton look, but that's what he reminds me of. It seems like he's trying to, like, work a body part a lot of times. And that kind of – I mean, Randy has – over the years, that's changed a little bit just because it's the WWE style and he's getting older maybe. But that's what Pete Dunne kind of reminds me of that. And I think that um, it's just when I watch his matches, I'm always – I'm always very invested and soaked into it because he's one of the few guys that with NXT, I don't pay attention to the shows. So the character work can sometimes get lost on me, which is my most important trait with, with wrestling is that being a good character. So for me, it's how are these guys going to invest me while I'm watching them in the ring? And Pete Dunn is one of the, one of the guys that just yeah. keeps me invested. And no matter what it is, I could not have watched any of the story. And, but when I know, when he's involved, I know it's going to be good. So,
0: Pete, you mentioned Randy Orton, and Randy Orton is a clone of Triple H because Triple H was the first in that modern era to do the cerebral assassin thing where I'm going to pick apart and break you down. Right. He's one of the of the newer school guys, but Triple H's mentor, William Regal. That is who Pete Dunne is. Pete mm, Dunne yeah. wrestles like a young William Regal, Dave Taylor, Fit Finley, Johnny Saint, like these guys. He is. Truly, as much as Walter loves to talk about European wrestling and the tradition of European wrestling, the person who encapsulates encapsulates it the most is Pete Dunne. Sure, and you see that um, top five, sir. Top five. Do yeah. Um, remember those SmackDown Six? Remember it was Eddie and Voldemort and and Ray and Chavo and uh, Edge and Angle. Mm-hmm. Right, you can put any of those six in any in any spot in, in tag teams, triple threats, six man tags, world title, U.S. title, and you know they're gonna do, they're gonna do work. Yeah, these six could probably be that,
1: right? Don't you think? I uh, yes, I do. Yeah, I do. That's a really good
0: comparison, actually. Yeah, especially the five, and number five is probably the hottest prospect in NXT right now, and. If you're an old-school wrestling fan, if you're a Ring of Honor fan, if your fandom started in the mid-2000s, then you probably stand this guy pretty hard. If your fandom is a little newer, it's going to take a while to get to you, to kind of get get this guy. He's a very confounding individual, but two things you cannot miss about this guy is he delivers in the ring every time, and there is not a human being like him. And that is Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly is number five and also he's tied with Pete Dunn. He has a ninety for me and a ninety-one for Carl, nine point oh five. Um I want to jump in here real quick. Yeah, go because, ahead. Because um I hated Kyle O'Reilly. Okay. For years. I hated him. Because I didn't watch I didn't watch him and PWG. I did I never saw him as a singles. I always saw him as with Red Dragon. I always saw him with him and Bobby. And they were a good tag team, but they were boring to me. Because they didn't have any character. They didn't cut good promos. Bobby could talk. Kyle couldn't. I didn't see the quirkiness. And then when I saw the quirkiness, it just looked like he's playing to the crowd. It didn't didn't do anything for me. When he signed with WWE NXT and the era started, and of course, I'd be the first person to tell you that, there was a run of like eight takeovers where you knew the tag match was going to be a match you remember for the rest of your life. Right. Right, it was it it was Kyle and Bobby, or Kyle and and, and Roddy versus whoever. It could be me and you, as it's gonna be a four and a half star match. <laughs> That's how good they are.
1: Yeah. Um, and mind yeah. you,
0: Red Dragon is like a seventy thousand time tag team champions everywhere else, right? But I didn't get it with Kyle, and then I started the quirks started to. It's um I use this person a lot for my comparisons for NXT. But Emma is the perfect, Emma is the, the litmus test for me. Because Emma would, would not have gotten over anywhere else. The reason Emma got over is because, yeah, you got all the quirkiness and the stupid dance shit, right? But they right. let her wrestle first. We saw her wrestle first. And then we start, She the quirks started coming later. So then the quirks became endearing and not the whole entire story. Right. Right? Just like Bailey. Sure. Had Bailey just come hugging everybody the first time you saw her, what the fuck is this? But she wrestled first. And then you saw her struggle. And then you saw her bring the character later. That's what helped me with Kyle O'Reilly. Because in NXT, he wrestled first. And they were wrestling classics. And they were doing work. And then you see the quirks. Then you see the guitar come out. Then you see the facial expressions. Then you see when he gets slammed and he kips up real fast and then falls through the through the ropes or does the <laughs> Fosbury flop like Ric Flair. You start yeah. to see the quirks and yeah. start coming, and but it took a while for me to get there. right? And I've seen all these battles with, with uh, Adam Cole and Ring of Honor and New Japan and all the other places. I've seen them. I know it can go, but the other stuff didn't hit and now it does. And it's interesting to me, I want to get your opinion because a lot of the rhetoric now is, Post Undisputed Eric Kyle O'Reilly, post Adam Cole matching feud Kyle O'Reilly, now he's doing this cool Kyle gimmick where he's super quirky and he comes up with the hat and it's all the little gesticulations and stuff. And people are like, the fuck is that? That's Kyle O'Reilly. Right. How do you see the man? So I, I, a couple of things. I think one thing that really
1: helped Kyle O'Reilly is he benefited from Bobby Fish storming the Capitol. Okay, <laughs> so they let him out. He, he was yeah, out of his seat. I know. I saw let him made bail. I Saw him out of jail. So there's that. I think that helps because when you get a chance to become a single superstar, you have to take it. Like you have to take it. Someone like Jay Uso is a perfect example right now. Someone who, right. this, you know, his partner's hurt, brother's hurt. He takes advantage of an opportunity. Kyle did that. Another thing about Kyle, him and one other guy on this list really stand out in the fact that they are really good at taking a beating. Like, so that's, you know, like, there's Great something point. to be said about a wrestler who's not only good, but literally can just take a beating. Like, yeah. there's not a lot of them. Everything looks like, everything looks like it hurts when Kyle gets yep. beat up. Like, he, he's believable. That, that That's one of the things about, like, talk about wrestling. You're supposed to suspend your reality, right? With Kyle, you don't have to really do that. Like, because... It looks believable already, but there's nothing yep. to suspend. Um, as far as the quirkiness and the characters go, I love that stuff. Like to me, it was more of, hey, the chains are off because he's not restricted by being a part of a group that has its own standard and its own mantra and all this stuff. So I think it makes perfect mm-hmm. sense for him to be on his own and be who he really is. Whereas when he was in Undisputed Air, maybe he could only do certain things. You know, because it's a group. It's kind of like Imperium, where they are supposed to be who they are, and they're this unit. You know, but once you go on your own, um, but I love Kyle O'Reilly. Um, he's kind of he's like the he's like the everyman. You know, like he's like an everyman of wrestling. That's kind okay. of what I kind of okay. get with him a little bit. Um, and I think that's yeah, he's very endearing. And I think if you haven't really if you haven't really watched NXT. I think he's someone you could point to and be like, "Hey, just kind of like check out what this guy does a little bit. Like, forget all the fancy, the fellow Flash, and all that substance. Just kind of watch what Kyle does and see what you think about him." And I think that works for him. So that would—that's kind of my opinion. Uh, as that's you a good lie.
0: breakdown. That's a good breakdown of Kyle. I just—I'm curious to see other people, especially people who did not watch him coming up in in Ring of Honor all those years in New Japan, right? How they perceive him. Because he's a tough guy to pinpoint about who he is and what he does. Like you say, his finisher—he got the accent, the accent, the accent, the smash, the hammer, the kick, and the punch. Right. Now he's using the now he's using the uh, top rope knee drop. He starts matches on his back because he's a jujitsu. I think he's a black belt. Like he—he's so different. But I think the package is finally starting to show itself that it's working. I love it. I'm here for it. Somebody who is not here for it is our number four, and his <laughs> biggest rival in this entire life, and the fir- the second black NXT de- uh, NXT world champion. Speaking about Young Adam Cole, <laughs> <laughs> Young Adam Cole, uh, baby, if you will, um, Adam Cole's number 4 y'all. That means our top three is pretty heavy. Um, oh, you so messed up, dog. I'm talking about Bobby, just they finally. <laughs> Yo, Twitter was hot last night. I gotta, I gotta get the jokes in. No matter what, oh. I'm getting the jokes. In. <laughs> uh, Adam Cole went, went and got him out so he can go and attack Kyle. <laughs> That's a hell of a story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's so it's interesting because Adam Cole's number four. He's also at a nine point oh five ninety from me, ninety one from you. So I want, I want y'all to remember this. O, Cole, O'Reilly, and Dunn, 4, 5, and 6, all have the exact same score. Not just average, but from me and from Kyle. From Carl. Kyle yeah. You, yeah, sorry, Kyle O'Reilly. We, we both gave the same scores. I gave 390s. Kyle, Carl gave 391s. Crazy. That goes to show you how lock and step these guys are.
1: Yeah, uh, so Adam Cole is one of those guys. Um, man, you know, I if you just said, "Hey, like if if I wasn't doing this," and you asked me, you know, like on the street, if I was an NXT guy, and you said, "Hey, who's the who's the number one guy in NXT? Who do you think?" Adam of? It's Adam Cole. Um, and I'm not necessarily like a huge Adam Cole mark, like a lot of people. I like Adam Cole, but I'm not like hardcore fan, whatever. But he's undeniable charisma. Undeniable mm-hmm. in the ring, mm-hmm. um, he has one thing that I love about Adam Cole. This is going to sound kind of silly, maybe. Adam Cole has the perfect wrestling smile, and what I mean by that is he's like the perfect shit heel smile. Great, great, and and great, he, great. that is such a like it's an unteachable quality, first of all. But it's it's something that I think benefits him because. He, Adam is not a big guy. It works in NXT. Like it doesn't. He doesn't have to be big in NXT. But Adam is a he is a small guy. He okay, is a dude. Yeah, he, he's a little guy, and so and he yeah. gets heat a lot from the people who love the giants. You know about that. But Adam is smart, and I think they've always kind of used that to his advantage. You know, mm-hmm. not only can Adam wrestle, but he's going to find a way, and that's the most important. That's like that's the quality of a true wrestling character is like, if you can't beat him with brawn, you beat him with your brain. And Adam Cole is that, and he can go obviously. But I mean, you know, I think that's one of the things I really appreciate about Adam is that he, he makes his small stature and like his look work for him in a way that doesn't make him just look like a creator wrestler. And so I think that's because a lot of these guys in NXT kind of look, they have that creator wrestler feel. Yeah, and you like you said, you have to find something that's distinct that stands out, and Adam has found that. And I mean, look, he's the biggest star NXT may have ever had. Um, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not.
0: I mean, I don't have a lot more to say. I know you'll probably have a lot more to say, but go ahead. So we've 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 put a lot of hot takes on this on this episode. I got another word for you. Okay. You want to know who Adam Cole is the twenty twenty one version of? Go ahead. Ric Flair. Oh, okay. Adam Cole is the closest wrestler we we may have ever seen. I mean, I'm not. T- I'm talking post nineties, of this generation two thousand on, the closest person we've ever seen to Ric F- to Ric Flair. He does everything Flair did. Everything. He is the perfect heel. You said the things about Ric Flair that that set him off. A lot, a lot, were his mannerisms. You're right, the smarmy smile. Yeah, right. the the way he the way he exuded that he was better than you just by his just by the way he stood and his, and his looks and move. Adam Cole has all of that, mm-hmm. right? He also wrestled the best match every night. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right?
0: true. He also is the guy who will wrestle sixty minutes one night. The next night, go and wrestle another sixty. Adam Cole every night is the guy that's always wrestling all the matches, right? On top of that, he is the guy who builds the people he's with. So think about the era, be- think about the era. Roderick Strong was languishing. Roderick Strong the best he's ever been with the era. Kyle O'Reilly is a superstar now, right? Bobby Fish has some legal issues he has to handle right now. <laughs> Maybe he'll be better in the future. <laughs> but the people he's faced. Not only that, but Ric Flair is synonymous with one thing. Championships, right? Longest reigning N S T champion. Who's that? Okay, Adam Cole, there you go. Adam Cole is the closest thing that we he is wrestling's he is the new wrestling's new version of Ric Flair. The mascus. Before yes. we jump into the top three, I uh, have one I have Cole. one more comparison to, 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 to between them two, but go ahead, okay, do you
1: think Adam Cole would be a star on the main roster? undeniably okay I'm always curious about a lot of these guys in x t and how they would transfer over to the main and Adam is the one I wonder about the most because of. Because of the
0: size and the things like that, I'm
1: just curious. I was just sure, curious no. your
0: thoughts on that. It's, yeah, it's a fair question. I think we could take Finn out of the conversation because Finn's already been there.
1: Yeah, Of the, yeah, other,
0: yeah. Of the other guys, they'll all get. They could all get to a high mid card, upper mid card level. Do you see Adam Cole as being? Could he be a main eventer? World. Well, Adam Cole can main event. Adam Cole main event of WrestleMania. Okay, yes. fair enough. And I, the reason I tell you is because Vince respects people that get the fuck over. In the right way, right, right. Not by going behind his back. Not by. I'm not saying that. Feel how you want to feel about it. I ain't saying it's right. You know what I'm saying. If you get over, shouldn't matter how you get over, right? But Vince is who he is. But Vince respects people like that. Vince, Vince respects people who appreciate the process. Adam Cole appreciates the process. He appreciates people who are in it for the long haul. Cole, and I already told y'all, he's in it for the long haul. Everything about, everything about people that he's loved in history people like he loved by adam cole right and i've i've talked about this a bunch it's a misnomer that wwe is the land of the giants because for the majority of their time the people who have carried the company i know the the big the giants are the people who have been on the marquee but who's carried off who's carried the company by and large macho man piper sean brett yeah right you know what i'm saying punk brian like these people have carried the company for the majority of the 30, 40 years. Sure. They're not big guy. Austin is six foot one. Right, yeah. Cena's five foot eleven. Angles five foot eleven. You know, they look otherworldly, but so like this idea that you got if you're not six five, you're not gonna main event. Isn't true. Right. It's not true. Seth Rollins. But the, the last comparison between Adam Cole and Rick Flair, and this is gonna you're gonna you're gonna pop for this. so—they're <laughs> so they're so st- Similar that both their finishers never win. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I never thought about that. That's a good point. When's the last time you ever saw Ric Flair win a match with the figure four? Man, Tell I, me. Don't that, I don't know. Did he ever? 86 maybe? <laughs> what? And nobody ever submitted. He pinned people with the figure four. Like, you got to go back and watch that stuff, like Clash of the Champions and stuff to understand that. That so, makes
1: me really that makes me really I always I can appreciate a wrestler who their finisher is mostly just trash. Like <laughs> it doesn't do anything for and,
0: him. It, and it ain't like Adam Cole got one trash finisher. He has three dog. Yeah, it, I don't no, like no, no. any of it.
1: I really don't even like any of his finishers.
0: I I probably gave him high marks just because he has so many. Panama the when we first saw the Panama sun, Sunrise, everybody popped because we didn't think they'd let him do a flip destroyer. Right. I hate it. Because he has to take all the time to go to the second rope, blow VA to the crowd, then jump on the guy to flip him. Just, right. just, do, flip. just, do, the, just do the Canadian Destroyer. It's okay. Right. It's okay. The, what kills him is that the super kick has been spammed so much, he could be the guy to take the super kick from Sean, like Kevin Owens took the stunner, right. and take it to the next level. But everybody do it. Everybody does it, yeah. Those of you listening... I'd like to, I, if you want to know what I'm talking about with Adam Cole and Superkick, go back and watch the night Adam Cole joined the Bullet Club and him and the Young Bucks Superkicked everybody. They Superkicked so many people, they had a Superkick counter at the bottom. Then they had like, they got <laughs> to like 43. Like, it was, it is the most hilarious 10, 15 minutes you'll ever see in your life. It is worth the watch. It is one of the few things the Bucks have ever done that I've enjoyed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, top three.
1: Yeah, we're Wait. moving into territory of guys that I'm just uh, I like, but I'm kind of like Bleh. so. Yeah, he's whatever. Groan,
0: he's groaning right now. Yeah, he's Carl is disgruntled as we I, speak. I, I do. Like, I employee.
1: do like number three, so we're we're okay.
0: Number three is a man who is a former NXT champion, who is one who is known as the not, the soul. Of NXT, who is the only man that I I will say I'm comfortable calling daddy, <laughs> and probably a good friend of Bobby Fish's, and probably helped fill him out. We're talking hey, hey, about hey, young Bobby, Bobby, uh, Drake, Wirtz and this guy. They're their own stable. Come on, man. Don't put, don't, don't put my boy in that, dog. Don't put my boy in that. you want to be honest, it's him, and Ch- it's him and Cross, too, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good point. Ugh. Oh, dog, it hurts my heart because I love this, man. But number three is the black art, Tommy Ciampa, Tommaso Ciampa. Tommy Champion, Tommy Sports Entertainer, all the nicknames you got, Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Ciampa comes in for me at a 94. For Carl, at a 92, which gives him a median of 9.3. I was surprised he was still as high.
1: I was too. I, I you know, I don't... I think if you had asked me a couple years ago, at the height of his feud with Johnny Gargano, oh, different top, sort. Top easy, yeah. Um, but yeah, right now, all things considered, because it seems he's kind of doing his own thing where he's not surrounded, he's the 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 aura of that feud with Gargano and DIY is not hanging over him anymore, and so he's and he got hurt a bunch, you know, so he's kind of had that issue. But I'm pretty sure all he does is wrestle and work out. Like I'm, <laughs> i like if you ever look at him, he just looks like that's all he does. Like he's my age, he's like 35. He looks 55, but yeah. like in like his. His hair I don't know what's going on with him. He's like the the best looking in terms of body. Thirty-five slash fifty-five year old. It's weird. Yeah, it's I don't know. Yeah. His look is strange. Okay. It's a strange look. I, I don't I don't I'm not saying it's bad, but it doesn't I like I gave it a
0: seven, right? Maybe I could maybe I was being a little harsh, but on his look? Yeah, but like uh, everything... you tripping on his look, dog. We have we have to stop now. We have to talk talk about that. This man has multiple fantastic iconic looks the the camo the camo look with the shirt that you had to buy no yeah, i like that the wasn't shirt even on nx the shirt wasn't even on in on ww shop and you went and bought it yeah I like but, you shirt. know what i'm saying the trunks with the with the with the i'm gonna kill you jacket like the man is classic dog the looks are and then by the way Only person I know that got eight only person I know that got eight abs is Roger Strong. This man got ten. I don't know how he found ten abs on his body, but he got them. I don't know how it was possible. Him and Ricochet. Yeah, Ricochet is he is drawn. He is drawn by a comic book pen. So you hate on the man because the man got old man hair? Is that why he got a legal? It's it's something about that bald head. I don't know what it is. It's
1: it's just shave it already. Like, oh, be done. He, he did. Oh, did he finally, he finally shaved it? Okay. He
0: shaved it for TakeOver.
1: Oh, that's right, yeah. So he finally did, like, a month ago.
0: He Sorry. Only that's wore, he only wore the hair for, like, three episodes of NXT. Man, he, you, you a my hater, mate. bro. <laughs> Anyways, you outside were, of that, no, everything else, I was You realize you could have nice. put this man at number one, dog, because but you hated because of his hair. Well, you know what? Have
1: have better hair, bro. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, (laughs) No. Okay. Another thing about uh, the thing I do like about uh, Tommaso is he's what I would call, like, I've been making a lot of like comparisons about wrestlers, but he's what I would call like the ultimate personal wrestler. Like everything is personal (laughs) with him. And like, I appreciate that because like, it seems like he wants to make the match personal so that you are invested in it. It's not okay. just a ma- it's not just a match to him. It's not just another day at the office. It's like here you are and I don't like you and this is why and now we're going to have you know that's in general what wrestling is supposed to be. But he just amps it up for whatever reason. He'll find a reason. Like if he does if he can't figure out why this is so personal to him, he's going to find one while he's working out. He's going to think about it,
0: you know. <laughs> so he's George, he's going to make us some shit to piss him off so he can exactly. go fight. Yeah. Okay, question for you then. Okay. Question for you about Ciampa because we don't really need to get into scores with these guys because they all got great scores, right? Yeah, yeah, at this point. We don't really have to talk about a nine or a 10. But my question for you about Ciampa is injuries, he's back, he's healthy, been healthy for a while. He's doing great work with Toothless Timmy, Tim Thatcher, and they had a great feud. They're attached, team now doing good work. But what do you think he hasn't gotten back to his? higher levels that he used to be when he's good enough for us to put him still now as our number three guy on nxt man so personally i think it's just a tale of
1: too many cooks in the kitchen i mean it's like there's so many great great wrestlers and characters in nxt and they all need us they all need a spot and we haven't even discussed guys we mentioned Swerve Scott earlier. We haven't discussed someone like Santos Escobar, Cameron Grimes, yep. Roddy Strong wasn't super high here, and Kushida. I mean, these are people that, like, yep. there's only so many places, you know, and we talk a lot about having – you have to – people always want their favorite guy pushed, you know, mm-hmm. but sometimes your guy is just going to be in the mid-card for a while and he's going to be back in a different program for a while, like, unless – with rare exceptions like Brock Lesnar – or Roman Reigns, you are going to find time. Even Roman has done it. Right. Even Roman Roman has done done it. it. You're right. I think, I don't know that he ever will again, but what I'm, you know, yes, you're right. So, but that's what I'm getting at. Like, you have to be able to kind of fall back. And I think that's kind of where he's at right now. You get hurt and some guys maybe kind of step up and you just kind of have to chill for a while. And I think,
0: I don't know if he's an NXT lifer, but if he is, he'll be back up towards the top eventually, you know? He is. He's come out, and I don't know if this is conjecture or just him talking in character or what, but he said if they ever try to move him back up, he's going to retire and just start being a trainer. Mm, Okay. So, I mean, look, hey, we got sent a tweet earlier with somebody saying that NXT started going down and people started staying to hide so they don't go to the main roster. There's no truth to that. There's no truth to that. Yeah, there is. (laughs) <laughs> um, there's definitely truth about it with that number two guy. So let me preface by saying this: our number two and number one have the same score. Yeah, yeah. Not just not just their total average, but I gave them the same score. Carl gave them the same score. I I also want to reiterate: our number one and number two have the same score as the tribal chief. So I need you to understand. How high these two people ranked on our list, and by this point you know who they are you think. Don't know, you don't know who we listed number one and number two because again it was up to us to break the tie. no you know you know what do you think you, what you think is going to be uh who Bronson weed Reed Bronson is gonna pop up here <laughs> at number one like we know what it is, so number two is that other n h c lifer a guy who actually has taken in the same breath that Ciampa has, he hasn't been hurt. But in the same breath that they've been there forever and they've been in other places, Johnny Gargano has made the most of his minutes better than anybody else in this brand. If it's just one promo, if it's a match, and yes, I know me and you both hate the fact that you have to literally cut his head off and then throw it in the fire to to beat him in a match. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You have to shoot him in the eye. You have to burn him at the stake. You have to Stab him with the crucifix, all the stuff you do in horror movies to beat That him.
1: got the Infinity Stones snap, and that may not work. <laughs> that 50, 50 might not chance. work.
0: He's going to come back from, like, 2012 and get the other Infinity <laughs> Stones. Um, but he maximizes minutes. Johnny Gargano is the the, the patriarch of the way. And, uh, by the way, the current North American world champion. North, North American world champion. The North American champion. Paul Heyman screwed up by calling every championship world championship. Yeah. Now I call it the Cruiserweight World Championship. The 24-7 World Championship. I got that bad. <laughs> Gargano came in at a 96 for me and a 94 for you. He is a, a total of 9.5. Okay. Gargano has had some moments with you and I in particular. And he has had some moments with the crowd. I don't think there's any question that Johnny Gargano may be on his day the best professional wrestler walking the earth. I don't think that I don't think anybody would have a qualm with that. I'm not saying consistently, but on his day, there, he can be there can be nobody there's nobody better on his day.
1: Yeah, I, I th- would agree with that. Yeah.
0: I think it's okay to say Johnny Gargano, just speaking in the totality of his NXT career, not talking PWG, I'm talking Evolve, just NXT, has had an arc. That is that will rival any other arc on any other show with any other character. I think that Johnny Gargano, we can we can all agree, has one of the most recognizable characters, one of the most recognizable arcs and one of the most recognizable recognizable movesets in the game. Can we agree on that? Yes. So why did it take us so long to appreciate him for him to have to go get fake kids? <laughs> so I think the thing with Garg, I think it's just what you said,
1: like the, earlier, it he's one of those, like you know what he is in wrestling terms, like in like in wrestling terms, but in in like when it comes to not having to like literally drop a nuke on him for him to lose. Okay, it's this very like it's like a cockroach. Like, you just never think that he's going to, like, you never go, I never go into a match thinking Johnny Gargano is going to
0: lose, ever. I don't blame you. But speaking and, and, of that, Gargano faces Bronson Reed for the North American Championship this right. coming week in a steel cage match.
1: Right. So, uh, good luck. But, like, I shouldn't, Johnny, I should always think that Johnny Gargano is going to lose. Look at him. I should always think that Johnny Gargano is going to lose, even if it doesn't matter who he's wrestling. But I never do, and I think that's the one thing about Gargano. If I could pinpoint one thing, like, you, I I want, obviously, I want to suspend my reality. I don't think that Johnny is incapable of losing, but he shouldn't. I should not go in thinking, oh, yeah, he's got this. He's wrestling Bronson Reed in a steel cage match. I, I, you know, I should think Bronson's going to destroy him in that cage, and he's going to win the title. I don't think that's going to happen. So I mean, it might—I don't know—but once
0: again, no. This this is probably the night that he finally loses.
1: Okay, so I will say this: I say all that because Johnny Gargano has my favorite NXT match of all time against Andrade for the NXT title. It's one—I think it's one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen in my life. I think it's a perfect, perfect wrestling match. First Um, five star match in WWE and maybe ever. Yeah, right. So I mean, I could watch it over and over and over again. It's a great match. Gargano, another thing about him, while he does win a lot, he's a great salesman. Like, he, he, like, he's another one of the... He was the other guy on this list that I wanted to mention that's great at taking a beating. Johnny Gargano yeah. takes beatings and he does it well. He makes it look good. Uh, also, about Gargano, I like the fact that he is a really great heel. Um, I, I really, really, really am enjoying his work right now. Um He's funny and he's got a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has is, good timing Has good timing, right? He's, I think he is elevating the people around him in that group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, so those are things that you want out of a wrestler, um, regardless of that one little qualm I have with him. It's undeniable how great he is. You're a hundred percent on the money that he's the best wrestler on the world on his best day. It, I don't think it's, I mean, it's close, but it ain't that close. Like, I mean, he's, he really is just that good, there's a reason they call him Johnny wrestling, so
0: yeah, when and, your nickname and, is wrestling, you're probably all right.
1: yeah, so <laughs> you know he's no gender Mahal, but Johnny Gargano's pretty good, and uh
0: he's well he's on a, he deserves his place here on this list he he's similar to he's similar to Daniel Bryan, and that his only weakness is his size, yeah, that's it, that's his only weakness and, and like in this look if you would if you were to look at our scores, we're not going to talk about it. Again, we're splitting hairs at this point. But if you were to look at our scores broken down, his only weakness is his size. But you talk about that one qualm. NFC Takeover in New York is one of the most horribly egregious things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that this man in a two out of three falls just fought off like four people, four people, mm-hmm. the whole SWAT team and the NYPD, the New York <laughs> Knicks, the Giants <laughs> and the Jets. Well, they're pretty uh, bad,
1: though, to be fair.
0: Yeah, but it's a lot of people, dog. <laughs> a lot of people. The Rangers and the Islanders, like ev- like everybody, Godzilla, King Kong, and he still, still won the match. Like, it's just, it's at a point. It's like, dog. Yeah. And even more recently, the match with Kushida. I don't, I still don't, I still, I saw it, right? You know, you see something, but you don't believe it. <laughs> like, I synced it, but I still don't know how he won that match, but I synced it. Yeah, he
1: does it a lot. That's that's the biggest. It yeah. is. I don't know if it's his fault or if it's just the way they they love him so much that it's like, listen, you are our Daniel Bryan, our Rey Mysterio. Like, I,
0: you're gonna take a beating for 60 yeah. minutes, but you're still gonna win. So I don't know. There's one. There's one more thing that hurts him, and we don't have to talk about it much because I think it's it's being rectified rectified now. But the thing that hurt him for me, and this doesn't affect his assist standing in something like this. But this is just hurt him from a, uh, feel, from how I feel about a perspective is that his ever, his effervescent, effervescent push hurt Candace because Candace was relegated to Mrs. Gargano for so long. Mm, Sure. And now she's finally starting to get her flowers, but her flowers had to come at the behest of being Mrs. Gargano and a mom in storyline. So, like, that, I think, hurts people who care about Candice. But are you talking about, like, a list like this? He's flawless. If he was six foot three, would be John Cena. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Speaking of a guy who's, I believe he's beat John Cena. Speaking of a guy who's number one, you know who it is. It's Finn Balor. Like, come on. Uh-uh, sorry not who I have. Okay, it's Finn Balor. Oh, <laughs> In fact, no, let's see who you, you you had at number one for this list, you had, oh, look at that, Finn Balor.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm disgusted with myself. 96 for me, 94 for Carl, again, uh, average 9.5. I don't think when you look at, when you break it down and you look at the facts, it's not a question. Finn Balor is the standard bearer of NXT. Finn Balor is, you asked me earlier, you mentioned Adam Cole is who you think of. Finn Balor is NXT. Right, that's the other person I would yeah. have said is Finn Balor. For yeah, a hundred percent. Finn um, Finn Balor is the reason NXT is able to be in stadiums because when NXT was making their run, Finn Balor was the main event. Everybody talks about Sasha versus Bailey. Who main evented that night? Finn Balor as the Demon versus right. Kevin Owens. Like Finn Balor is everything that's encapsulated in NXT, and he's given NXT the best quote ever about what about the brand when finn balor came back to nxt he said that raw and smackdown is like hollywood but nxt is like broadway that is such a salient point and, and way to think about it because it's spot on right
1: i so finn balor yeah this is 100 percent correct I, I had no qualms making him number one here because he is NXT, like you said. Um, everyone who has listened to me ramble on about wrestling over the years knows that I've had a very tumultuous relationship with Finn Balor. Um, and a lot of it is because I don't care for his wrestling style, per se. No, no, no. Br- break
0: it down. He kicks a lot.
1: Yeah, he, he kicks. No, no flips, just kicks. That was a thing I said on our show for a long, long time. <laughs> But, see, the one thing that's different, the one thing about Finn is, like, one, he's undeniable. Like, so even if you don't like that stuff, you have to respect what he is, who he is, uh, what he brings. Like, you just have to. Like, just because, once again, it goes back to, I'm going to, when I did this list, I'm playing fair. Like, I'm not, just, just because I may not necessarily think to myself, oh, Finn Balor is my guy, I could still recognize what I'm looking at on the television. You know, like it's, it's, I'm looking at it. It it is what it is. So, you know, but also I think him coming back to NXT was really great for him because, you know, the WWE thing, it's not necessarily that it wasn't working out, but it's just one of those things where it's sometimes it doesn't always transfer the way you wanted it to. And it felt like he was kind of cursed from the beginning. You know, he got that hot shot push immediately. Remember, Y'all, he's the first ever WWE Universal Champion. He had to give it up the next night. Like, it just, something felt cursed with Finn from the beginning. Not to say he won't ever go back to the main roster, because I'm sure he probably will. But he's just, when coming back to NXT, he's grown on me a lot more since he's been on that brand uh, for the second time. And I have, like, I mean, I gave him the highest score outside of Gargano, but for a reason. You know, like, I know he's great. So uh, it's just it's undeniable, man. He he's undeniable as a character, and he hasn't had he hasn't even been the demon uh, since he's been back. I don't think
0: so. That, that's been the best thing about him to me is that he yeah. finally figured out that he didn't need the crutch, right? You know, and I, that's what I love about him. That's why this run may have been maybe my favorite run of his I've seen since he was Prince Devitt, because for the first time since he's been in NXT in the WWE sphere, he's just rocking with being who he is. Yeah. I think that shit is so dope because Finn Balor is a dope dude. Not just as a wrestler, but as a person. He's dope as hell. Oh, yeah. I was
1: just about to say that one thing I love about Finn is that he's like a genuinely good guy. Like You you can see it. Finn is a good human being, and I do
0: really appreciate that. And I'm so glad we've moved past Versace model who has a big dick. Finn. (laughs) We've moved past uh, cosplay, Demon Fin, you know, and now we're just at meet, And I think it's dope because he's realized that all the best parts of him were always him. Right. And if you, the crowd always loved him. They didn't care what he was doing or what he dressed as. Now, did it sell merch? Yes. Did it get some oohs and eyes? Absolutely. But was it necessary? No. And if he ever does it again... It'll be important again, you know. But Finn is the is is almost the perfect wrestler again. He's only hurt by his size, but the difference is Finn is almost six feet. Yeah, he's so, a little you know, bit taller. Yeah, yeah. So and and he's probably, by two fifteen, I'm like a lot of these guys who are under 205. So it it helps. And we've seen him every major wrestler in this business. We've seen him wrestle. He's beat Roman Reigns clean. He's beat Seth Rollins clean. He's beat uh Ambrose, clean. Well, sorry, Moxley, my, my bad. You know, he's beat all these people. He's beat Kenny Omega clean. He's beat all these people. Everybody in the game. He's beat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bray Wyatt, AJ Styles, anybody you can bring. He's beat them all. And he chose to go back to NXT because that's his home. I think it's dope. Uh, you know the rest you know the wrestling skills are there. You know the promo skills have got I never thought fans could be this good in promos. He's gotten really good. Yeah, he's gotten a lot better, you know. And you, the, he's always been a guy that tweets, you know. Now he's now he just kind of enjoys like showing off his wife now, but yeah, more prior to him. I ain't mad at that. But I'm 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 happy. I'm happy for Finn. I'm proud of Finn. Finn's gone through a lot of issues with in in this time. I'm not saying it's wrestling related, but you know, Gallus and Anderson leaving and coming, the whole situation with how that happened, being going. Getting hurt after winning his first title, languishing for a minute, only not because he, he wasn't trusted, but because there was not a spot for him because of how he got hurt, you know, all this stuff. And he he finally it seems to be back at a spot where he's great. Finally was able to put over another dude. And uh speaking of speaking of Johnny Gargano, he's the only person that put Gargano down. And it's important. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's important. He, he put him down like oh like 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 old Yeller, um, yeah. Spin Bowls are number one, ladies and gentlemen. So NXT to give you the run back, the rundown. Pat McAfee came in as as a tie, but as our number ten at eight point seven. Walter at eight point eight as number nine. Dexter Loomis was our number eight at eight point nine. Carrying Cross was at an eight point nine five. He's our number seven. Number six, five, and four. Are Pete Dunne, Kyle O'Reilly, and Adam Cole, respectively, all at 9.05. Tommaso Ciampa at a 9.3. Johnny Gargano at a 9.5. And number one, also with 9.5, is the face of NXT. Literally and figuratively, Finn Balor. I feel good about this list. How do you?
1: Yeah, man. I I don't think there's, like I said, the only thing that I wish we would have, that I wish that we could probably catch a little heat for us not having any ladies in our top ten. Yeah, uh, but it,
0: it, but you can't manufacture it.
1: No, you can't. You really can't. I agree. So I'm not going to. Um, I'm not going to throw. F- I'm not going to throw a fit. But I'm just kind of looking at our but, three uh, total package guys from each brand, and I think
0: I feel like we got it right. I mean, it seems got it right. right. We got so, it right, and think about it. No diss to the women, because again, they're the best. They're the best in the world as a collective unit, but. Who's the best woman in NXT? Io. Io doesn't talk. Io doesn't treat. So like, there's things that would hurt her, and that did hurt her. And and I'm not even talking about the Japanese because like she she's cut promos in Japanese, but like you just don't see them that often. So like Raquel is she's still learning. She's still green. Dakota loses all the time. She's talented, but she doesn't show it. Right? Candice just got a second to show who she is. So they're all great. They're her- they were hurt by real leaving and stuff like that, but they're all great, and they're all as a collective better than any other women's vision in the world, but there wasn't just that number one, and the men are so good and are so established it is what it is, man and i i, I think we did it justice yeah, no, I agree with you. It is what it is, man There's, we got plenty of women on this list. It's not like we were not 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 like we were being exclusive here, so not at all, and you know, I'll be pushing for them. Um, So this is uh, total package number four. NXT, we got one more, y'all. One more where we're going to break down the top ten in totality. And we're going to talk about Brock Lesnar and where he would fall in this list. So look out for that. Uh, You guys know who's going to be on the top ten list, but you don't know where they're going. You'll see. I'm curious I know Carl's curious, and we appreciate you listening to us, rocking with us through our four of these. we got one more before Max takes back my spot that I stole from him in the first place. (laughs) But, um, before we get out of here, first and foremost, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between, to uh, go to ProRescentives.com slash the chair shot and go buy some fantastic merchandise. Got everything. Go buy the hashtag journalism shirt. Yeah. That comes from your boys. Go buy the save tag team wrestling shirt we talked about a lot of tag team wrestlers tonight there's a whole bunch of shirts you can go buy that you'll enjoy you can get them soft style like the queen of soft style miranda morales all the things are, are are available for you and all of that comes back to just make these things more possible for you guys we have multiple podcasts a day. we got a chair shot radio every morning we got everything for you guys help us continue to grow and do more stuff like this by giving back to uh com where we are, not when it's not just a website, it's a movement. Platt says some stuff, and it's cool. I want to say it. I don't remember it. But I know we're sports, we're entertainment, and we're sports <laughs> entertainment. Um, I'm at It's Ray Cash, re Wise and Mysterio. Carl, tell the people where they can find you, sir. Yeah, just hit me up on Twitter, at Outsider Curvin,
1: K-A-R-V-I-N. I'm waiting for some interaction. I need people to yell at me for my, for my awful takes. You know, but for the most part, unfortunately, the Total Package Series is – been pretty spot on. So
0: since there's not a lot to yell at anybody about, I don't think I'm going to shout out to our brother, Rob, because he's been yelling at me privately. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, every, every day he calls me screaming. Um, (laughs) I appreciate that. Um, But yeah. And of course, uh, outsiders edge shout out to shout to Kyle. Our third of the group at Dr. S'mores. And you can find our show every Friday afternoon um the outsider's edge at outsiders CS, and you can find the brand at share shot media check us out we got some got some cool stuff you might like uh columns uh you know a little bit of news a little, <laughs> little bit of stuff you know we got some stuff for you. we got everything and of course all the podcasts you could ever dream for so once again for my brother uh what's your name carl I mean, you've been trying to call me Kyle, but it is Carl. Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle Morris. Look, change your name. Change your name. Watch, should I change I'll, my name? They're the ones who suck. I'm going to give you a name like you're going to be uh, Brutus Irving. Brutus Irving.
1: Look, if you want to call me, I mean, you can give me a nickname. I mean, a lot of people call me Curvin. A lot of my friends just call me that. But it's another K name, I understand, so.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I I've know I met you as Curvin. You were King Curvin zero zero when I first met you. I remember. True. Yeah. You remember when everybody used to make their uh, their avatar names and they always had a number at the end of it? Why did we do that? I don't know. I don't know. That's why I stopped doing it. because I'm like, why? Why numbers? Kid Cash X eight and whatever my shit
1: was. It's just it's numbers news. we liked. Is all it was. so those numbers we like. It's like the it's like the
0: NFL players want to change all their jersey numbers now. Just we just love numbers. Aww. If I see a wide receiver running down wearing a number three, I'm gonna lose my shit. This is not college. Go get an eighty. Damn I man. know, right? <laughs> we out of here, y'all, because we'll just we just blow the rest of the night. Thank just y'all for me. listening. One more, one more. Look forward to it. And yes, people have asked. We are in talks about doing the world outside of WWE by opening the forbidden door on our next one. So. Look out for that. Maybe we'll catch you sometime later on in the year. That's in works. We've got to get Curvin, or whatever he wants to be called. Brutus, apparently. To watch some non-WW stuff. Uh, That's going to be hard. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next time.